Hey everyone, this is Mike Andes. You're listening to the Business Bootcamp Podcast. And today, we're going to be talking about systems in your business. Before we get into that though, I just wanted to let everyone know let everyone know that the book is coming along, that we are in the final stages of editing and getting that first draft out to the launch team. However, uh, as most of you know, I am very, very busy right now. That Hence the reason why we haven't had an episode for 10 or 11 days so i apologize for that but we've been really busy since the acquisition their most recent acquisition uh for the company and just been really really busy so i'm sorry about that and the book has been delayed a little bit but we are still progressing on that so today though we are talking about systems and why systems are important should pretty much be uh, self-explanatory or you should know that if you've listened to the podcast before especially if you listen to a few episodes ago we talked about buying and selling companies and systems was one of the things we mentioned uh, w- that makes a company worth more to investors or a potential buyer is if you have systems in place so today we're going to talk about seven different areas in your business that you need to have systems in place and in areas that you need to make sure that you have completely thought through written things down and systematized so that the the business can continue without you as the owner so whether or not you're going and even if you're not going to sell your business even if you know you're going to be in it for 20 30 years or you're going to pass it down to your children or whatever having systems in place is really the most efficient way to run a business and thus the most lucrative and so it's it's definitely something that should be taken in, into account and should be considered by every single small business owner now today we're going to mention seven different areas in your business that you need to have systems in place for and I'm going to use an example of a, some a company that makes customized uh, mountain bikes and it seems random, but it was, it was one of the questions I, that came in to me uh, and that I answered was from a company that makes these really high-end mountain bikes and very specialized, customized, and they had some questions about other stuff, some other marketing stuff, but I wanted to use their industry just because it makes a lot of sense for today. So we're going to talk about seven different systems that you need in your business. First off, I'm just going to mention them very quickly, and then we're going to go through each one in a little more detail. So the first one is lead generation. You need to make sure all of these areas you have systematized, all right? So lead generation is number one. Number two is lead conversion. Number three is a is you need to systematize the production of the service or product. Number four, you need to systematize the delivery system. Number five, you need to systematize the service system. Number six, the accounting system. And number seven, hiring, training, and personnel systems. All right, so let's walk through those real quickly. Spend a couple minutes on each on what you can do to make sure that your business is completely systematized and the most efficient it can possibly be. So when we talk about systems, a lot of times we also talk about lean manufacturing or lean management. If you haven't heard that before, 
uh, Toyota uses a lot in the manufacturing world, lean manufacturing and creating the most efficient way of doing things and creating systems that make efficient manufacturing but it can be used in so many different areas whether it be human resources and people and employees and making sure that they're running the most efficient uh, machinery whatever it is there is ways to system create systems and procedures so that you as the business owner aren't micromanaging every single aspect of a company and that's really the best way to make sure that you can grow as a small business is creating the systems so that the, the human error is taken out of it and human dependence is taken out of it so that the business can grow and thrive without one or two key individuals so number one lead generation so lead generation is kind of at the beginning of the funnel of the sales funnel when we have we're just trying to create leads who is prospective buyers and you're just trying to decide who those people are so lead generation that can be marketing advertising any sort of promotion that generates a steady stream of qualified leads so that could be phoning people responding to people on the internet trying to uh, this could be lead pages so something like lead pages would help you create the this you know generate these leads and all of these should be systematized so with the advent of the internet and things like products and services like lead pages especially online it's very easy to systematize this part of your business for service businesses this might be a little more difficult to systematize your lead generation one of the best ways to do this is to create a contact form on your website and you'd be amazed how many companies don't have one of these they might have a contact us page but they don't have an area on their small business uh, site where they where a prospective client can go on there fill in their information and ask for an estimate or ask for a quote or ask a question about doing business with you and that's one of the easiest way to systematize lead generation is just by creating a contact form so you'd be amazed how many small business owners don't have one of those and you'd also be amazed how much of our business is generated by people going on the website asking for estimates or telling us about a big job they have and then from that you know we're able to take them further in the sales cycle but it starts with that lead generation so you need to make sure you've systematized that there's other ways that you can do that by creating advertising campaigns that are on a regular basis or follow certain times of the year so if I wanted to create a system for my lead generation in my business I would need to document what time of year we do certain types of promotions so whether it be fall cleanup or winter cleanups or pressure washing or tree service what time of year those promotions go out what exactly those promotions say that should be all in my systems manual or uh, operations manual and essentially systematize that part of the business so that I could literally hand the keys over to someone else and they could just follow the system now for our example of this bike manufacturer this mountain bike manufacturer they would essentially need to systematize their lead generation so their online website would be a huge part of it as well as if they did any sort of advertising in magazines or online they would need to make sure that those that lead generation uh, is is systematized and that it's not 
dependent on someone calling the business to become a prospect. And so a lot of times you'll see small businesses, they'll have a, a phone number on their website and that's about it, maybe an email. But either way, if someone has to email you or phone call you, call you on a phone, they have to make contact with a human, uh, an individual a human. And I'm not saying that's always bad. Some industries require that. But what I'm saying is there's ways to systematize that lead generation process. So number two is lead conversion. How do we systematize lead conversion? So this is when you've already qualified a buyer and perhaps they've asked for an estimate or a quote. How do you convert that lead? So let's go back to the example of this bike manufacturer. Perhaps on their website you are able to customize the color, what type of shocks, what type of tires, what type of suspension and brakes, all of that. Now, once someone was on their website and created this, you know, their dream bike, they are already a lead, they've already been a lead, so they've already passed, you know, that first step. Now we gotta convert that lead, because they've already, by filling out all this information or creating what type of bike they would love to have, they've qualified themselves as a potential buyer or a lead. Now, how do we convert them? And so you have to make sure that, that those systems are in place. And this is really easy to talk about online because so much of online is systematized. But it goes for the same, the same thing applies for service-based businesses or offline businesses or uh, businesses where you have to go to a, a client's home or you have an office where people come uh, and you sell things, whatever. There's always a lead generation, but then a lead conversion. How do you take that prospective client? So I talked briefly there about how on our in our business, we have a contact form on our website so people can just fill out their information, address, and all that, and then we can give them an estimate really quick uh, within a day or so if we go out and visit the property or if we, we've actually systematized it so much now where we can give an estimate using Google Maps and do some measurements and things and typically give a fairly accurate estimate within an hour. However, because that's part of systematizing, right? But... Uh, what we are also able to do is you know ask for address and all of that but then how do we convert them so then that goes into the estimating process and then how do you go from that estimate into a paying customer so that's lead conversion how do you systematize that stuff when someone emails us or it's not sorry doesn't email us even if they do email us but if they fill out a contact form or they call us or whatever so if someone calls us for lawn care they've already proven themselves to be a lead because they they're they've already qualified themselves as a potential buyer now how do we convert them and how do you systematize that so when someone calls we need to have a system for the word track that is said to that person what information we need to get out of them what needs to be said how we close the phone uh, conversation what steps we should be telling the client they should be expecting and all of that. If they email us, we should have standardized systems in place for what type of email responses are given. Uh, if they fill out our contact form, we have systematized what type of replies we email back to them in order to uh, increase our lead conversion. So that's number two. Number three, the area that you need to systematize in your business is the production of the product or service. So for the bike, uh, company, the mountain bike company, they need to make sure that they have systems in place for production. All right, so this is creating the bike, making, assembling all the different products from the OEM, 
which is just the original manufacturer. And so all of those things need to be systematized. There needs to be a very clear start and finish to the production line. It needs to be very much of an assembly line sort of idea where on one side of the building they start with raw product or raw materials and then on the other end they end with the finished product and it's going out the door for shipping. And so that'd be just an example of making sure that your production of your product or service is consistent and it's systematized. For a service-based business, it's it goes back to a lot of things like, uh, for us, like lawn care, we need to have a, how do we produce our service? We need to have that systematized. What, so do, do the crews weed whack or trim or blow or mow first when they come to a, a yard? They need to have that system in place. They need to know that the first thing they do when they get to a yard is step number one step number two step number three and it goes right same thing it's like the bike on one end we had the bike starting off as the raw materials and on the other end it was going out the door shipping for delivery for a service-based business like lawn care it starts off leaving the shop in the morning and you know maybe arriving to the job site and then at the end it needs to be finished the lawn and the customer's happy and all of that. And so you need to have the those steps in line though and the systems in place to make sure that production of your product or service is the most efficient it can possibly be. Number four, an area that you need to systematize in your business is the delivery system. So for that for that bike company, after it goes out the door, after it's after it is being shipped, it needs to have a system for delivery. This is, a, you know, it needs to be in a timely fashion and needs to make sure that, you know, this system enables you to get the product or service to the customer quickly, efficiently, and really with the, the most, the least amount of delays and while still maintaining a very high quality product or service. So how you deliver that for our lawn care, I guess really that one is what it comes into. Uh, the the delivery system, how we do the lawn, and all of that. That's that's that would be our delivery system for a bike manufacturer, a product based business. That would be the shipping and getting it to the customer as soon as possible. Number five, an area that you need to also systematize in your business is the service systems. So this is after the sale. How do you service a client? And so when there are customer complaints or people have questions you need to have all the systems in place in your business to answer these questions so it's not like every time they come up people are scrambling or they're asking other uh, managers or owners you don't want to be the owner that has to have to micromanage every single customer complaint or every question like if someone asked one of my managers about you know can we cut the lawn shorter and they emailed them that. They need to have a system in place, an exact answer. They need to have the power and capability in their position to to go ahead and answer that client because I don't want to have to be answering that sort of question on every single client that our company has. So you need to give power to the employees that are going to carry out these systems. But when it comes to service systems especially, you don't want to be micromanaging every single aspect of it. And that's why systems are so important. I need to be able to give that manager the authority to say, yes, we can change the height uh, that we mow your lawn and I'm going to put a note on your account and you aren't going to have to worry about it ever again. That should be a system in place. They know that they can do that. They know what to say. They know they know the power that's given to them. And for the, the bike manufacturing company, 
they need to have their service systems down. They might have a calling center or uh, a way of following up with clients after they've bought a bike to make sure that they are completely satisfied or perhaps there's things that break on the bike. They need to service those as well. There needs to be systems in place. So if someone calls and they are have a customer to complaint, they need to be perhaps talking to a one certain individual. And then if they are having technical problems with their bike, they need to talk to another person. But that all needs to have systems in place so that when they call that you're not scrambling or people don't have the find roles within the business. So making sure you have a system for your service part of your business is extremely important. And when I say service, I just mean after the sale service or customer service, however you want to say that. Number six is a pretty easy one actually. It's accounting systems. So because of all the online uh, software systems like QuickBooks and you know, there's many a host of different products, waveapps.com, all these accounting systems that allow you to send invoices, keep track of expenses and payments and customers, CRM, customer uh, retention management and all this stuff. There's ways to systematize your accounting when money's coming in, when money's going out, when you're doing payroll, when you're doing taxes, all of these things by having an accounting system, you're definitely going to save a lot of time and money come tax season because you already have all the numbers put together. So accounting system is important, especially with small businesses when you're sending invoices. It's very, very important. Accounting systems, and we've talked about it before even with billing. This this would go right into the same uh, kind of segment of accounting is doing your billing uh, customers that don't pay well, making sure that they, that your receivables are up to date. All of these systems should be in place. All the emails and the communications should be already systematized, already already documented, so that there's no never surprises, and that employees can just follow the system and follow the the procedures that have been put in place. The last area in your business that needs to have systems and probably the most important is the hiring, training, and personnel systems that you put in your business. So this comes to down to the science of how your business, how your company hires people, trains them, and then deals with human resources throughout the rest of their employment. So I think really the most important part of this whole system is the training part. You need to have systems in place on how to train people. So for the bike manufacturer, they need to have training in place that's systematized so that they can literally take someone off the street that has no background knowledge of manufacturing or creating a, or assembling bikes. They need to have a system in place that takes them from that guy on the street to becoming a very integral part of their team and having very uh, being very knowledgeable about what they should be doing and how they add to the team and can uh, essentially help that process of going from raw materials to delivery out the door. What is their position in in that system? Where do they fit in? What are they responsible for? And all of that comes back to making sure that there's systems in place on how do you hire people? Where do you advertise? Is it Craigslist? Is it you know Monster? Is it LinkedIn and how do you what do you say what kind of ads are you saying what are you saying about your company to attract the type of people that you need 
Uh, do they call a certain person? Do they email a certain person? What are you What are you asking for? Are you asking for a resume? Are you asking for a two minute video? Are you asking a, a question, something like, "What can you add to our company?" What are you doing? All of that needs to have systems. It needs to be. It shouldn't be just where you kind of shoot from the hip, or every year when you start hiring people, or every month or whatever. It's just kind of. Every time, every time is different. There's no system in place. There's no because when you have systems, you can measure everything, and that's what it all comes down to. You can measure what type of how many respondents you get to your hiring ad. You can you can measure how many leads you get in your generation, how many leads you convert. All of these systems. The reason you want to have them is because you can uh, then take numerical data and start making changes in your systems to improve the efficiency and improve the the profitability of your business. So definitely the last one, they're hiring, training, and personnel systems. You need to make sure you have systems in place on how you recruit, how you hire, how you interview, how you get them on board, how you train them, and then throughout their uh, employment, you need to have systems in place for things like extra training or perhaps getting extra certification or ways that they can kind of move up the ladder and feel more fulfilled in their role and perhaps even become more and more beneficial to the company. So all of these seven areas need to have systems in place to ensure that your small business can grow and so that if you want to sell your business or have a potential buyer come along and offer you a top dollar, these are the sort of things that they're going to be looking for to make sure that not everything's going to fall apart when you walk away from the business. So that's it for today. This is the this is the business bootcamp podcast. I'm your host, Mike Andes. If you have any questions on how to start, grow, or save your business, head on over to businessbootcamppodcast.com. Leave us a voice note so I can play you on the next episode and we can hear from a small business owner about the the struggles that you're going through. We want to hear about that. So make sure you go over to the homepage. Just leave a voice note. You can use that on any sort of mobile device, computer, iPad, whatever it is. Make sure to leave an iTunes review and uh, rating. It helps us a lot and gets the message out. So that's it for today. Also, if you haven't joined the launch team for the book, make sure you do that. It's on the website, businessbootcamppodcast.com slash book. And that book is coming out in just the next few weeks. You're going to get an exclusive webinar by joining the launch team. And again, the title of the book is going to be Millennial Millionaire, The Young Entrepreneur's Guide to Breaking Out of the Middle Class. So that's it for today, everyone. This is Mike Andes, your host on the Business Bootcamp Podcast, signing off.